Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. Thank you for listening to one of our great messages. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Have a seat. It's uh, such an honour to be building the church at C3 Tugra. Uh, You know, it was, as Pastor Phil said, almost 14 years ago that I came into this church. And the reason that I'm here now is largely, well, there's a number of reasons, but, you know, a big part of that was the vision that Pastor Phil uh, shared. You know, while we were in the high school and he was talking about some block of land over the river in Tugra. And I thought, man, I reckon that sounds amazing. We should do that for sure. And, and I just hung around because, uh, you know, of the, the bigness of, of what God has, has shown Pastor Phil and Julie. And uh, so I'm just so honored to be, you know, playing my part in building this church and totally concur and agree with everything that has been spoken. You know, Luke was touching on this morning about, you know, just, just, just this feeling amongst everyone that this is the beginning of a new season, a great day of influence. And... Um, and so, you know, in my role, I really feel that uh, as, as the church can be, you know, as Pastor Phil was saying, organized and structured and, and trained, that really the, the whole purpose of that is that the life of God can flow throughout the church. And, you know, I, I feel like the river of God, the life of God, God wants to pour out His presence and, his, and the river of God through the church. And that as we put in great riverbanks of following up people and, and, and connect groups and uh, looking after people and discipleship and all these great things that, that actually facilitates uh, what God wants to do. So I'm really excited just about a lot of the stuff that I do. You probably won't see uh, because we're going to be talking behind the scenes and, and organizing teams and planning and strategizing and, and that's going to be great. You're going to come up on Sunday and you're not going to know anything that's going on, but you'll get the, the, the fruit of that and you'll see some great services, have great connect groups and prayer meetings and uh, it's just going to be a really good season. Uh, so good hearing from Pastor Phil. Uh, there's so much vision locked up in the heart of Pastor Phil and Julie. And, it, and it's just so exciting that we have uh, leaders that just when you think you get comfortable, they show you something else and point us towards something bigger. And, and I think that is a sign of a great leader that we don't ever just say, you know, great, we got in our building after years of of. of you know, believing God and sacrificing and, and, and sowing in. But now it's like, okay, we're here. What's next? Let's keep moving. So I just want to honor Pastor Phil and Julie for the, the vision that they have received from God, that they've opened their hearts to receive, but also then had the courage and the faith to stick at it uh, until it comes to pass. It's not like, well, it's a little bit hard. Now let's maybe give up on the vision that God has spoken, that this church will be the church that it's called to be. And Pastor Phil and Julie have just tenaciously uh, in a way that very few leaders uh, could do and have done, uh, stuck it out. So why don't we give them a big hand this morning for that. Uh, just in the next uh, you know, five to ten minutes, I just want to share a few fresh things to you. I want to uh, announce a, a fresh vision statement and mission statement of C3 Tugra and also uh, announce a few roles that have uh, changed within the structure of the church, introduce some new people to you. Some couldn't be here this morning, others are. Uh, but let me just say this, that as I announce the, this uh, 
revise vision statement and mission statement to you. It doesn't mean that the vision is new or the mission is new. Uh, it's not. The vision is, is, you know, we've been hearing the same vision and we'll continue to hear the same vision of, of uh, you know, this wall being knocked out and an 1,100-seat auditorium being built. Uh, we've got 11 acres. You know, all these great things, reaching out into the community, seeing this as a hub for the Central Coast. Our vision's going to stay the same. So as Pastor Phil touched, my role um, when I felt, when I was asked to do this role, felt God asked me to just con- condense. You know, if you go on our website, there's, a, there's vision and there's pages of it. Felt like God's saying, let's get just a, a concise statement uh, that shows the church and paints a picture of where we're going as our vision statement and then also a mission statement that will paint a picture of who we are, how, what we're gonna, how this church lives on, on the way to where we're going. Uh, as you walk in here, what you're going to feel, what is the heartbeat of the church, what makes this church different. But let me just start with uh, our vision statement, which is really exciting. And I believe we have it on the screen, and we can uh, unveil that. Here it is. The Central Coast for Christ is our vision statement. Now, you might go, okay, well, that's uh, pretty big. Now, let me explain to you why we've chosen this as the snapshot of everything that Pastor Phil has just shared. For me, it speaks of a number of things. Firstly, having a central coast in there uh, shows that we're not just about uh, reaching maybe, you know, Marty and Tugra, have a nice little place that influences a suburb or two, and we gather together. The facilities that God has given us vision for and provided for us are enough alone to say that this is no small church with a small influence that God is calling. Uh, since the, the, the uh, conception of C3 Church Tugra, uh, Pastor Phil and Julie have had a heart to bless the Central Coast. Uh, as Pastor Phil said before, there's people, we, we, we uh, find and assume that people will travel distances to come to this church. Um, our friends here, Jeremy and I, forget your wife's name, I'm sorry, but uh, these guys have moved up from Melbourne, not specifically for this church, but they visited while you are away, Pastor Phil. Must have been all right. We must have done an all right job. They've come back. So uh, these are great guys. Sorry? Michelle. Misha. Misha. Misha, there we go. Um, but you know, we, we, uh, we want people from all over the coast because we believe there's something unique, uh, a calling on this church. And when I say that, let me say, we don't believe we're the only church like that. We're not saying that we are the, the church of all churches and everyone should come to us. No, no, we're believing the Central Coast is big enough, 320,000 people are all around the coast to have 10, 20 churches just like this with people flocking to Uh, churches all around the coast, but we definitely want to play our part in seeing the Central Coast reach for for Christ. Will every one of 320,000 and their uh, offspring come to Christ? Probably not, but what we do believe is that the overwhelming uh, feeling, atmosphere, uh, influence on the Central Coast is one of Jesus being Lord. And, you know, they can build any temple. You can build a Buddhist statue. We're not going to go and parade around it and and get our, you know, knickers in a knot. We, you can build whatever you want, but we know this, that regardless of what anyone else does, that Jesus is Lord of the Central Coast, and that our vision is to see the Central Coast blessed by Jesus. Uh, it does speak of unity. It speaks, as Pastor Phil said, I, I joined the church in a season where uh, the, cent- the, the body of Christ on the Central Coast was just so united, doing prayer events at Blue Tongue Stadium, uh, you know, it was just, it was an event all the time, just, you know, of the churches gathering together. And we are four other churches. When we meet on Friday prayer meetings, we're praying for the other churches. We're believing, we're praying for 
Pastor Darlene Check to be healed and for Hope UC to be blessed. We're believing for, you know, our friends at Encounter Life to be blessed, the Wang Baps to be blessed. We're praying that not just our church is blessed, but every church is blessed so that the Central Coast, so that this vision can be reached. Um, so we are for the coast. We're for every church. We're not concerned with little doctrinal things. We are believing that as a body of Christ gathers together and focuses on the one thing, then we can see this vision come to pass. And lastly, for me, this speaks of, uh, speaks of the purpose that we are here for, the ultimate purpose, the central coast for what? For Christ. We are here, we believe we've been put on this planet to tell people the good news that there is a king, he came to this earth, he died on a cross, rose again, so that whoever may believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, there is incredible, uh, we've got a whole bunch of things that the church does, great programs that we do. We've got youth, young adults, connect groups, prayer meetings, every woman, real men, some great things that we do to facilitate the one thing, and that is so that lost people meet Jesus Christ. Uh, above anything else, everything that we do, the building that we have, is not so we can say we have a great building. It's so we can have a home, a hub to reach out from. Uh, everything we do is about seeing lost people meeting Jesus Christ. And you know what? They want us to do that. You know, don't worry, oh, we don't want to seem like we're just trying to convert everyone. I've seen a whole, I've met a number of non-Christians that are fine with us and understand that if we believe what we believe so passionately, then why wouldn't we go and try and, and, and tell others about it? But we had a visitor come in here saying, if you guys believe what you believe, then why aren't you out preaching on every street corner? One of our young guys was challenged, challenged going, oh, maybe we should be doing more. You know what? Our call is to not keep Jesus the best kept, best kept secret on the central coast, but to let the coast know about it in ways that are relevant and, and gracious and, and, and all those things. But... But, uh, but everything we do is pointing to that one thing. Son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. So our true north is always seeing lost people. It's great to have transfer growth. With your well, you know, visitors coming from interstate, into region. Um, sometimes a God season from a church on the coast, you know, it's a new season. But ultimately, we want to see this thing packed with people coming every week saying, I want to, I've never heard the good news. You've just told me, told me and I want to receive it. Oh, we want to see lost people saved more than anything. We want to grow this church. We want to see another 50 seats out every service. We want to see people packing into this place largely because new people are meeting Christ for the first time. And so that's our, that's our vision. Out of everything that is locked up on the inside of Pastor Phil and Julie, the thing, if, if you want a picture painted of why we, where we are going, where we see this church going over the next few years, we are, we are, we are seeing and believing that this region, the whole region, is, is impacted by Jesus Christ and we're playing a major part in that. Is that all good? Um, so, so if you want to know what's our vision, we want people to know Jesus on the Central Coast. It's pretty simple. Um, so let me talk, so, that, so that's where we're going. That's a picture of where we want to go. Let me tell you uh, quickly now the revised mission, mission statement. That is, what makes us different? You're here maybe visiting, uh, you know, you've been to a few churches throughout uh, the coast, sort of seeing where you might call home, where you're planted. What makes us different to other churches that you've been to? What is our unique, what is the uniqueness of C3 Tugra? Uh, how are we, what, what are we going to live like and look like and feel like as we're on our journey to seeing the Central Coast reach, reach for Christ? Well, it's summed up in these um, three statements. 
and it should be on the screen, I believe. Live revived, make disciples, reach beyond. So this, you'll see this on marketing. You'll hear us talking about it. You'll see us hashtagging it on Facebook, uh, all these great things. But this is our mission. This is what we're called to do uh, by God in C3 Tugra. Let me flesh it out for you just a little bit. Live revived. You've got to understand that the history of this church, this church was birthed out of a season of revival. As I said, Pastor Phil touched, I came in a season where we wouldn't finish church until 1.30, and that was when they started to wrap it up earlier. But it wasn't a, that was, so I came on the tail end. It used to be 3 o'clock, 9 till 3, and, and, and I came on the tail end. It used to finish at 1.30. But let me tell you, it was not, no, and I'm not saying this is our vision, okay? That's not what, that's not like where we're heading towards. You don't need to freak out. But um, it was a season where you didn't even want it to end. I remember at 1.30, after singing a second set of music for 40 minutes, and Pastor Phil saying, well, we're going to have to wrap up. I'm like, no, let's keep singing. This is amazing because the presence of God uh, was so strong in the church. And, and so, so the presence of God is a key distinctive that even some other spirit-filled churches may not have as big an emphasis on, we want the presence of God in our church. Uh, we don't want to do a dry religious service. We expect that as you come to services, as you come to connect groups, as you come to prayer meetings, that there is the presence of God in the midst of everything that we do here. The reason we chose the word live revived rather than revival is because I shared a, uh, about a month ago a message and I touched on this, but there's a difference between having a revival and living revived. Uh, there may be seasons where God pours out His Spirit on the earth in greater measure than others, um, but we don't need to be dictated by our passion, by our um, evangelism, by the way we live, the way we seek God, the way we pray, whether or not there's this revival going on. But we can live a life as Christians that is on fire, that is in passion, that is being filled and blessed by the, by the presence of God, regardless of what might be happening as a people and and commentators calling a revival. We're praying that we are believing that this is a place, a church where Christians are alive to the things of God. Where people aren't in here, people can't sit through here too long. Uh, services in our church without being challenged to live an empowered, uh, passionate life uh, with the Holy Spirit, filling them daily, not just on services, not just at Connect Group, not just prayer meetings, but every day of our life, we're living in a place that is dependent on the presence of God. And so that is a you know, just the, the, the heart behind our church, we are all about uh, an experiential faith, uh, an experience of God, not just talking about Him, but knowing Him and, and being empowered by Him. That's what you can expect in, in this church. This is how we're going to live as we go on this journey of seeing the Central Coast reach for Christ. Um, the second one, and, and that's why, sorry, let me just say, that's why you'll see our worship, man. Our worship is incredible. The music, we believe that, that music is a great avenue for, for opening the heavens above the church and entering into the presence of God. And, and I, you know, I just thank you, worship team, for doing what you do because that's why we have a little bit more space in music. If you don't like singing a lot, if you want to just do a couple of songs and we're done, we've done the program, you're probably not going to enjoy your time here because we want to make a little bit of space. We're not going to go for too long, but we are going to, just wait on God and wait for God to break through and, and, and get that sense of, yep, we're connected with Him. Um, worship is a time of connecting with God, not just singing about Him meaninglessly, but actually engaging Him. So that's some of the, the ways that you'll see that outworked in our 
in our life. You'll see Pastor Phil, he'll get up and pray, but he may pray for a little bit longer than some other people might pray because what is he doing? He's sensing the Holy Spirit. He's getting... Uh, he's sensing the mood of the Spirit for this occasion and he's trying to hear from heaven the now thing, the today thing for our church. And you know what? I don't want that to change ever. I don't want us to get so smart and organized that we leave that sort of thing. We're going to make room for God to move at all times. Uh, Secondly, make disciples. We understand that, uh, that that type of experience at times throughout different churches and, you know, has maybe been seen as the only thing we understand that's not the only thing the church isn't built just on experience it's not built just on empowerment it's built on 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 the word and a journey of discipleship we grow out of a journey of discipleship and so make disciples shows that yes we we want the presence but we also don't want to we're not going to swing the pendulum too far either way we're going to have the word and discipleship and the presence but we do want to see each and every believer go on a journey of being discipled that's why we do connect groups. Connect groups are the best way that we know in our culture to see disciples made. We believe that things like repentance, things like prayer, things like denying ourselves and, and seeking first the kingdom aren't things for an elite group of Christians that choose that or just for the leaders. We believe that uh, from the time we meet Christ to the time we meet Him in heaven, that all Christians are called to go on a journey of discipleship and growth in Him. But I'm running out of time, so that's enough on that one. Uh, and, and then lastly, uh, the reach beyond. We want to we live empowered. We want to make disciples. And then we want to empower those disciples to reach out into their world. The church is ga- gathered, but the church is also scattered. And so we want to have great services. But we also want to see the church scattered in marketplaces, in workplaces, all around people just having an impact in their world. Uh, you know, even to the very ends of the earth, as we say over in, in Africa. And, and, and there's parts or in the, in the hearts of the key team here for different regions around the world. And as we grow in resource and capacity, we will reach out and do all those things, which is going to be fantastic. So I'm going to actually get Pastor Julie to come and tell this one, and then maybe you can just carry on with your thing from there. But uh, Kids Church, Kids Church is, uh, we're so passionate about Kids Church. We want to see our Kids Church absolutely pumping, fun, but being trained in the Word. Pastor Julie, would you come up and tell us what's happening with Kids Church this year? Thanks. How exciting is all that? Look, I am so excited about Kids Church. You know, I have four children of my own that are now grown, and now my grandkids go to this church. So it's, an, it's important to me. As a mum, as a grandmother, I want to see the kids of this church not just be babysat, but actually be trained and released in the gifts that they have. I've seen children lay hands on the sick and I've seen them recover. I've seen children bring prophetic words that just blow my mind. I've seen children worshipping. I've seen children, I, honestly, if I, my little Joey sitting right there. Come here, Joey. Come up to Nana. Come to Nana. It's all right. Quick, run up. Come up here. over this way so I can see you. This is Joey. Everyone say hi, Joey. Joey, if I said to you, what do you want to do when you grow up? Would you say that you wanted to be a worship leader in the church? Huh? You can say yes. It's all right. Okay. 
Yeah, but I want to be a doctor when I grow okay. up. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I, I bought her a doctor doll for Christmas and now it's doctor. Yeah. Yesterday, you know, she's always saying, I want to worship Nanny. And on, we've led her a couple of times. We've given her a mic with the worship team and let her be in the worship team. Why not? What rule says that you have to be a certain age? We have let disabled people be in our worship team. Why not? Who says you have to look a certain way or act a certain way um, to, to be in a worship team? So we've let her be up here. We want to create a great worship environment within our kids' church. Joey said to me yesterday too, we were just spending time together. We had special nanny time. Nanny, there's something I really want really, really bad that I didn't get for Christmas. And because she always asks nannies for things, don't you? And I said, oh, really, darling? She said, yes, and I just can't wait for my birthday. I said, what is it, darling? She said, nanny, I really want a Bible, my own Bible. I want a grown-up Bible, all of my own. I don't have one. Please, nanny, can you get me one? And I was just so thrilled with that. You know, she wants to come. She, you know, she goes out to kitchen. And then she says, no, I need to be in the worship. And she stands at the front and raises her hands. About um, two months ago, she was in the worship and then she just came and, and came to the front when they did the altar call and put her hand up. I said, Joey, do you want to give your heart to Jesus? Yes, Nanny, I really do. And she asked her mum and dad and my daughter and son-in-law and they brought her to the front and she fell on her knees with her hands up, you know, just like awesome, giving her heart to the Lord with passion. That's what I want to see in this church, not just my grandchildren but your children and your grandchildren. Thank you, Joey. Thank you, darling. Thank you, darling. You know, we, we have a struggle with kids' church. We don't have enough facilities. We don't have enough room. The, the bigger kids, the K-6 to are meeting down in a tent at the moment. But that doesn't mean we can't make it absolutely excellent. That doesn't mean it can't be the best experience they've ever had just because it's a tent. We're going to transform that tent into a circus tent in the next few months. We're going to make it look like a whole circus. We're going to have, you know, people that, that are going to dress up as circus people and really just make it incredible. We're going to get a whole worship experience that will be like high five, where we're going to have the team actually singing, doing actions, memory verses, um, color. It's just going to be incredible. And to facilitate all that, we've appointed a new person over our kids' church, and that's Cassie Fuller. Just stand up, Cassie. Just wave, everyone. Cassie's a... Cassie's an accredited teacher. She's been in this church for how long now, Cass? Since she was 15. How old are you now? Okay, do your maths. Um, and, you know, she's always been passionate about children. She cries over them. She prays for them. She's got incredible vision. She's, she's a shy person, but God's going to give her that ability to come out and do what God's calling her to do. And we're so excited about it. And, of course, we wouldn't be able to do it without Meredith who is um, an incredible administrative facilitator, and she will continue that job in Jesus' name. So I'm excited about that. You know, our time is really gone. And, but, you know, I just if you would just give me just a couple of minutes just to bring the, the mother's heart to the church. You know, in your own homes and where you live in your home, where you, the home where you grow up, there is a culture. There's a culture in your home. There's a culture in the place where you work. There's a culture in the shopping centers. There's a culture over nations. And that culture is formed 
by the core values of that place. So if you say in your home, as we did when we were growing up, the core value of our home is that we worship Jesus. Even before we were ministers, we had, you know, we would always play Christian music through our home. And we would, we would teach the children how to pray. We would say that the core value of our home was peace and we wanted peace in our home. So if there was chaos, we would say to the kids, no, we don't do this in this house. We don't do chaos. And he would say, talk off. Because, you know, a house full of women. I have four daughters, everybody. He, 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 grew, he lived in a house with five women. And so he would just go, talk off and try and shut five women up. It's a miracle, but he used to be able to do it. It was just like Moses, you know, parting those waters. He would just say, talk off and everybody would go. Bop. It was amazing. You know, but we just said that's our culture. In this house, we have a culture and that culture Although we're a C3 church and we do carry the heart and the culture of C3, that doesn't determine our unique culture because the unique culture of a church or a unique culture of a house comes from mum and dad. So the culture of this house comes from our core values, which comes from mine and Phil's heart. And many years ago, we, we prayed, we fasted, we waited on God and we said, God, we want to be really sure of the culture of our church we don't want to just have any old culture we want it to be our culture and we want to communicate that clearly and we want everyone that comes in to feel like it's their home and that they love the culture of our church as well and that everybody lives in that culture and then we're able to say to people when they come in and they they you know they want to start gossip and and we just we're able to say our people are able to say i'm sorry that's not our culture here you see, because our core, one of our core values is honouring, and we honour everyone. If someone wants to bag out another church, or you know, oh, I went to that church, but you know, that was just a minute. Loving that you're coming here, that's awesome. If you want to come here, but we love all churches. We we honour here. We honour everybody here, so we don't bag out other churches here. And it's just a way that we can live where it's safe. I don't think I've ever, and this is the truth being in a church that has less gossip than this church because why because we have lived that culture for so long now that people actually are getting used to the fact we just don't do that here we love each other so I just want to quickly just for one or two minutes just go through these words that are on the wall up here are there because that's our core values that's what creates the culture in this church amen so just let me quickly go through them. Honour, I just spoke about that. We want to honour God. We want to honour those in authority. We want to honour each other. We want to give dignity to all people. That's what I just said before. Recognising that we're all children of God and made in the image of His glory. Amen. You know, if, if a bum walks through those doors, I want that bum to be treated in the same way that we would treat a rich man if he walked in here. We need to honour every human being. Amen every human being and dignify them and see them raised up for God. Connect, we talked about that a lot. But connection isn't just about connect groups. It's also about connecting people to God. We feel like we have an incredible anointing in this house to connect people to God and to bring people into a fresh revelation of their, uh, their relationship with God. Destiny is another word. To uncover the destiny in each life. Amen by preaching, teaching, and equipping believers in kingdom principles and therefore releasing them into their God, divine potential, and destiny. Destiny is a huge thing. We all have a destiny. 
We all have something inside of us that God has placed us on this earth for. We don't all have to be preachers. We don't all have to be in the ministry. But God says that it should be the, the, the uh, ministry of the believers. You know, that we are here to equip you to do the work of the ministry, whether that's just in your street, whether that's just in, your, in the supermarket, whether that's in your workplace, whether that's just in your everyday life. But you are a minister of Jesus Christ, and we want to equip that and release it in the church and in the marketplace and in the world. Amen? In destiny. Our mission, we talked about that already, so I don't need to repeat that. Authentic is another word. You know, I've been to a lot of church before we planted a church. And one thing I said to Phil, I never want it to be a church where people carry a big black Bible and pretend everything's okay. You know, this has to be a place where you can be as real as you want to be and need to be. This, need, this needs to be a place where someone says, how are you going? That you don't have to put on a Christianese smile and say, great, praise the Lord. You know, you can say, you know what? I've had a crap week this week. My kids have been crazy. I yelled at them. I screamed at them. I feel guilty about it. And I don't know what to do about it. Will you pray with me? Because I feel like a terrible mother right now. Or I feel like a terrible father. Or... On the way to church this morning, my husband and I had a fight. And I don't want to be in that mood when I sit in this church. So would you pray for us before we come into church so that we just feel right with God? I mean, this is real life, people. Let's get real. And let's just be authentic with each other. Let's be real with each other. When we meet in connect groups, it's okay to share things with one another. Pray for one another. The Bible says to do that, to greet each other with songs and hymns and spiritual songs. And just be real. When we preach up here, I want to be real. You know, we're not superheroes. We're not anyone special. We're just like you. We're just people just like you that are passionate about Jesus and want to see the kingdom of God advance on the earth. We just want to be real. Make it real. Experience, and Garth's already touched a lot on that, that we want to just be able to experience God wherever we are. But also I want people to experience in this church, and I know that we are, very famous for this. We're starting to get more famous for this, but as a place of awakening. I know that this is a place where tired Christians can come. We get people that do come from other churches that don't have night services, and they come to, they go to their church in the morning, they come here at night, and they say, I just need to drink from the well. Is that okay if I just drink from the well and go back to my church? Sure thing. We're not out to empty other churches. We're out to fill the body of Christ, to bless the coast, to do whatever we can. This is a place, if you want to meet with God and be refreshed and find your first love again, you're going to find it here. You're going to get refreshed here. You're going to fall in love with Jesus again. You're going to get revived within your spirit. You're going to get out of the rut and go back in and experience God. Amen? Because that's our pa we're passionate about that. And if you need prayer for that ever, just come to one of us. At, at the end of the service, if there's no altar call, but you say, just, I really need prayer, just come up. And we'll stay till we stay here anyway till everybody's gone. Because we love you all. We want to hang out with you. And we don't mind praying for people as well. So, and excellence, of course, we want to do everything great. We want to do everything beautiful. We want to make everybody comfortable. In my house, I want it nice, neat, clean. If someone comes around, who, who runs around and cleans their house up when someone's coming? <laughs> and we all do it, you know? And so we want excellence. When someone knocks on the door, we want to open the door and say, Come into my home. I feel comfortable about this. And that's what we want here to come into our home. This is God's lounge room. 
feel comfortable here? Do you want a coffee? Do you want a drink? How's your week been? Hospitality is a great and beautiful part of excellence. Prayer, we talked about that already. And lastly, generosity, and we've talked about that already. You know, the heart of our church above all else, and the last, very last point that we have on that wall, the greatest of all these is love. You know, the Bible says that we can have all the gifts, we can have all the stuff going on, but if we don't have love, we're just a big, fat noise. And I honestly, I mean, I come from a family that's full of love. I come from a mom that was just the most loving person in the whole world who taught me how to love in the natural. But you know what? Everybody's natural love runs out. And when we talk about love in this house, we're talking about unconditional love like God loves us, like love is patient, love is kind, love is good. We can't do those things in the natural. We can't love each other properly in the natural. But with the presence of God, with the nature of Christ, with the fruit of the Spirit, we should be able to love each other the way He would want us to be loved. And my father taught me a word when I was a child that I think is a very important word for Christians to learn, and it's called empathy. And I believe it's easier to love someone, easier to forgive someone, easier to put up with their stuff if you can just use the word empathy, which means putting yourself in the other person's shoes. And if someone's, you know, just having a bad hair day and, you know, is rude to you in church and you get offended at that or whatever, why don't you just for a minute think, I wonder why. I wonder why if I was in their shoes, what kind of day they had today, what they're going through, how they were raised as a child, what they, what hell have they gone through in their lives? And then to be able to say, I don't mind the way you treat me, but I'm going to love you anyway. Because Jesus loves all of us like that with unconditional love. This is, I'm telling you, this is the last thing I'll say. You know, I came to the Lord when I was 21 years old. Never heard the gospel before. Never heard the gospel. Not one person had ever shared Jesus with me when I was 21 years of age. Jesus came to me in a hotel room in the middle of Singapore and appeared to me and spoke to me himself. And the presence that was in that room when I saw his face, I didn't even know his name. And yet somewhere deep within me was the knowledge that this was Jesus, the Son of God, looking at me and speaking to me. And when I looked into his eyes, his eyes were like looking into the, the bluest of waters that went forever. And his eyes were so full of love and compassion and acceptance for me. And I knew that I'd found someone who loved me to the deepest of my core. His mouth was so kind and gentle and I knew that there was no judgment. There was no criticism. There was just this, this incredible, it's okay. And the presence that he brought to the room, the way that he brought this presence to the room that made everything wonderful and incredible. And I took that experience, I was born again in that experience and didn't even know what born again meant. It took me three years before I actually found a church. And I would walk into churches and in those days in Singapore, there was only some kind of traditional churches and I would walk in and I would, I would see them doing all their stuff, sit up, sit down, do the things, smoke, all that kind of stuff. And I would just stand there crying and going, he's not here. 
where do I find him on the earth? He's not here. And finally, three years later, we walked into a church similar to ours. And I looked at Phil and I cried my eyes out and I said, he's here. He's here. When we were called by the Holy Spirit to plant this church in 1996, I looked at Phil and I said, I don't really want to do this. This is completely scary. I'm worried for my kids. I'm worried for our relationship. This is going to be tough. But I know we can do it with the Holy Spirit. But I said, please, Phil, let's build a church where he's there. Let's build a church where Jesus is here. And when he walks into this room, he changes lives. We can say all this stuff about nice vision, what we want to do. But unless he's here, we have nothing. Amen. And this is a church above all else where you'll find Jesus and you'll find the real Jesus. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.